0: Jeff Johnson coming to you from Upstairs Studio in the Snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me, Samantha Bulch. How you doing, Sam?
1: I'm doing much like a bicycle. Too tired. Huh? Too, too tired. It's got two tires. Too tired. The bicycle is too tired.
0: too tired. I'm doing too tired? No, I, I, I... guess
1: it's like I am too tired.
0: Oh, okay. Are, are you not sleeping, well? What's wrong? What's happening? Oh,
1: no, I was just... Constantly it's doing tight. everything. Yeah. No, it's mm. a good tired though. I've been going to the gym more and now I ride a bicycle at the gym and it's hard.
0: What are you doing at the gym?
1: Riding a bicycle. at the Just gym. Just riding
0: a bicycle.
1: I also lift some weights, but I'm very intimidated by it. Uh, so I have little, I, I try to do. It. Also important to note is that I go to the gym connected to Harvard university. Like it's one of the Harvard gyms. So mm-hmm. every, like, the majority of the people there are undergraduates and I'm not. So like mm-hmm. a lot, there are a lot of people there that are like part of Harvard athletics. And I am just some guy who hangs out with toddlers for a living. So um, I don't want to get in the way of people who are actually lifting weights, like for their division one conference or whatnot. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah.
0: Why, 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 <laughs> why, why, why is your self-esteem so low?
1: Oh my God. Wow. You should talk to my parents. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, are you, Such are you a member much. of this gym? Are you, You're not sneaking into yeah. this gym, are you?
1: No, I am actually paying money.
0: Okay. Well then the you money. have as much right, um, Probably True. more right because some of them are just free, have just free access yeah, just part of their there,
1: yeah.
0: part of their bazillion dollar tuition to right. to hang out in that no, gym. Uh, you've there. got you've got the right to use anything you want for as long as you want, whenever you want, as True. long as you're wiping your your sloppy am, sweat off of things. I
1: am very good at wiping with the the special little wipes they give you. Um, so I've, I'm I'm venturing into weights very slowly, but right now I'm doing a lot of cycling and I really really enjoy it because I no longer bike to work and I miss it. But I love the cycling. I love the spin bike. Keep going. Woo. I like you, the part where I get to stand up.
0: You, you if you want to stand up, you gotta start squatting.
1: I do and I do it well. Thank okay, you. What I'm kind decent of, at squats.
0: What kind of what kind of squats are you doing? Are you doing high oh, bar no, or low just, bar start? No.
1: Oh no, no, no. I'm just doing bodyweight squats. I don't hold anything.
0: Oh, you gotta get a barbell on your back. You gotta start no! low. Bar. Oh, when 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 we log off, I'm 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 low bar squatting 300, no two hundred eighty five pounds this afternoon. Yikes! And that that's deep below parallel squats. You got to you got to go deep. Yeah, you got to get. Can
1: we uh, we start the the early learning squat challenge?
0: Um, Yeah, let's. Oh, I, I, Tasha started going heavy about a year ago, and she, it's the best thing she's ever done. She says,
1: "Yay, Tasha!" Because she, she was
0: doing she was doing the body weight. It, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, Do it. You're, no, you 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 build it. up all that muscly meat around your joints. It's when you when you get old and frail, it'll be much better for Yum. you. Um,
1: I love um, joint
0: meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, that's the best kind of meat is joint meat. Um, so um walking back from the beach the other day there's this uh there's this vacant lot because a uh, hurricane happened uh years ago and nobody's built it built it right. back up again so um and there's this uh i don't know 150 year old uh live oak tree it's one of those Ooh. that gets the spanish moss growing on it and it's got the the real wide branches low to the ground that reach out and it's it's great for shade and everything and there's a there's a couple human children under there, three boys, their brothers. Um, Thank you for I've clarifying. Been, they're, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're not they're, goblin uh,
1: children. They're not elf children. They're not half yeah, just
0: Just <laughs> human, human, just human children. children. And they are manipulating this wooden pallet that's about four foot wide and eight or 10 foot long and trying to prop it up against one of the branches of the tree. To create a ladder to make it easier to get into the tree. Now, this oh, tree's I love got it. this tree's got branches that go out from the trunk, maybe maybe 30 40 feet in all directions and towards the towards the the outer end they get low enough that you can kind of pull yourself up and get up there but um they they want to have easy access to the tree and so the two oldest one these are they're between six and 11 years old i think nice and uh, they're working on this and struggling and and doing that arguing that that brothers and or children do when they're trying to cooperate on something and it's it's not really working and it falls. Yeah. a couple times and and then the little one who uh who uh is a big fan of the dogs he sees us coming, and he's like hey can can you help us
1: you're a neighborhood icon
0: uh no i'm just bigger um <laughs> And I'm like, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, well, we want to get up this this up there because we're trying to, we're, we're going to build a tree house and this is going to be the ladder. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And so I, I grabbed one end of it and lifted it up there and... And there it was, and they're like they're like in awe because it was so fucking heavy that they it was killing man. them.
1: He does squats. That's
0: that's <clears throat> that's right. The deadlift and the squatting is paying off because I can impress young children, um, which is which is which is really great. And then and then the next question comes is, do you want to help us build a treehouse? And eight year old Jeff. Which is, I mean, that's basically the version of myself that I, I mean, pretty much all of my day is trying to, trying to satisfy eight-year-old Jeff.
1: Eight-year-old Jeff.
0: Um, eight-year-old Jeff is like, oh, I so much want to build a tree house. I love to build a tree house. You guys don't know shit about building a tree house, but <laughs> yeah. old, Jeff, old Jeff has tools and old Jeff could build a fucking awesome tree house in this tree. And then old Jeff said, um... Yeah, thanks for the offer, but no. And I passed on building a treehouse, because I know their mother, but I I think just randomly volunteering to help children build a treehouse that aren't my children or children I have any stronger connection to is a little bit weird. So I, I passed up an opportunity.
1: I feel like you ha- you, ha- you do have to know the family slightly better in order to build a treehouse on a vacant lot. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like that doesn't, but like obviously connections will be built through the experience. But you know, if they were like next door neighbors and you saw them a lot and like, oh,
0: you know, I see maybe, them just about every day. Um, yeah, but like I've told like many you're not stories building. about them on this podcast. But uh, no, uh, do they
1: know that?
0: No, of course not. So. The thing I started thinking later was, maybe I should build my own competing treehouse, and uh, and then I could put up a sign that said "No Kids Allowed," and I mean they'd have their they'd have their shitty eight and ten year old treehouse built with with found lumber and crooked nails and everything, and I'd have a treehouse that had. Had a fucking fireman's pool and a pulley system, um, internet connection, um, solar panels.
1: Fridge.
0: Um, it would be, it would be off the hook. Is that something people say? It would be, yeah. it would be fucking no, amazing. That. Um, and, and then it would be like, it, it'd have that no kids allowed sign and probably some sort of a perimeter alarm. If, if, uh, if anybody got close while I was up in my tree house, the alarm would go
1: off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and then I, I, I figure out some sort of elevator system so I could get the dogs up there with me and, uh. It'd be fucking awesome. You, you and, would
1: build them their own smaller, separate treehouse off of your tree?
0: <laughs> no, I would just point and laugh. I'd just point and laugh. <laughs> no, I
1: mean the dogs. The oh dogs yeah. Oh the dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The dogs would have. They'd be. Yeah. Well, and then G- Sl- Slinky would be laying on top, like uh, like Snoopy he, on his doghouse. Yeah.
1: He gives um, Snoopy vibes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and um, and then these kids, I'd be like, well, when you grow up, buy. Well, you, well, you can't, you can't pound a nail. Well, get a cordless oh drill. Mm. Um, get a oh, job. What?
1: You don't have a Home Depot Pro membership. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And then
0: they'd be up there, they'd be out there with like with other other pallets and boards they scrounge right. they scrounged up. And then the, the Home Depot truck would would pull up and the, the forklift would come off the back of it. Yeah. And This this whole big pallet of wood would, be, would get dropped off for from my tree house. They'd be sitting with their with their jaws on the on the ground and it would be You'd it be, would be lacquering so awesome.
1: yours. You know, you'd be you'd be finding yeah. paint. You'd be getting shutters. Yeah. Well, they'd be getting wet
0: when it rains. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. I think it would be, I would think it'd be great. But then I thought with, with the time that I go into it, I'd have to, we'd have to cancel the podcast because um, I just Probably. wouldn't have time. I wouldn't have time anymore to record podcasts. I mean, tell, so I
1: would come down and we would just do uh, live podcasts while you build and I sit there.
0: Oh yeah, because it'd be a studio. There'd be a studio, and the yeah. it would be recording live from um, Jeff's fact, treehouse. Just, I
1: think we just make it a documentary at that point. We're, oh we're yeah, full yeah, multimedia. and then
0: and then um, oh, who would play me in the movie? I think Peter. I'd, I'd like Peter Jackson to direct. Um, of course, who, um, who would we all? Who would? I don't know who would play Bruce me. In,
1: Sorry, uh, I just name another bald man.
0: Uh, yeah, but he's got that, uh, that disease now. He's not that's acting age- anymore. Yeah, that's that's he's not, he's um, not, Patrick sorry. Stewart. Um, they'd have, to, yeah, they'd Patrick have Stewart. to, because, because with, uh, with Peter Jackson doing the director, they could, they could, um, they could, uh, age him down. Oh, um, no, like, so he'd be, he could play younger and get rid of that, the get rid of that accent. I mean, who is he, he talking with that, that pretentious accent that, uh, yeah. that Patrick Stewart has? Who, who wants on, that? Sir. I mean, my god, He's
1: literally been knighted,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that would be that would be that would have been great, but uh, probably not going to happen. Um, I'm
1: not with that attitude,
0: but a dude can dream. Um, so what are we, we talking should. about? You said this run on like- sentence with lots of and or ors and quotes and parentheses and um, no periods. Yeah, um, like, I don't
1: want to read that, which is fair. Um, no, I'm thinking about, I was thinking about generally the idea of uh letting kids learn to trust the cues of their body and and this has come up a lot oh again i'm in a two to three year old classroom so this comes up a lot with like potty training right and this idea of do we force the kid to sit until they pee do we tell them they don't have to and deal with the accident like i have my own personal beliefs about it but these are sort of like the general questions i think that go into this age group and then um Mm -hmm. You know, snack should snack only be from a certain amount of time, excuse me, to another certain amount of time. Um, should children have to sit at a certain time to come eat the snack? Uh, should children have to sit at all to eat the snack? Is it okay if they stand at the table? Um, yeah, just sort of these these questions about uh, how do we how do we give the power to children in those moments and let them tell us what they're ready for without coddling them or enabling behavior that's easy? Right. That just that they're they might be falling back into because they're not being properly scaffolded to use the toilet yet or something.
0: So when I read your your thing, the first thing I thought about was was sensory integration and the Mm -hmm. interoceptive system, because that's really really what all those things that's that's the commonality between all those things you brought up is 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 helping kids learn to understand and hardwire that that interoceptive system and that's the that's the sense of what all the all the feelings that we have going on inside our body it might be right um, understanding your heart rate it might be I I like that uh, that belly button area lots of sensory stuff going on around that belly button area because um, you can have very similar feelings in in that that uh what four to six inch radius around your belly button where it might mean you're you're getting sick or it might mean mm-hmm. you're hungry or it might mean you mean you need to poop or it might mean you need to pee or it might mean um
1: you're know, scared. It might you're mean scared.
0: Um yeah. You're
1: really excited.
0: Yeah, so so there's all that all those feelings going on inside, and and so we're not only trying to help them wire those sensory receptors with their brain, um, but doing all of the caretaking around all of those feelings that that is so much a part of, especially those those early years with uh, with infants and toddlers and young preschoolers where yeah. they they don't have the uh, the language skills to manage those to to actually help help you identify what they're dealing with
1: yeah and so i think for me what's been really important about it is giving them like asking them questions in really specific ways so do you feel like you need to go potty right now and like really cueing into do you feel do you feel hungry do you feel thirsty do you feel sleepy um and giving them like language cues for that and then also commenting on things I see them doing right like I think a lot of times um, you know at this age group especially like if you see a young kid sort of holding near their crotch or bouncing around a little bit a lot of times we'll just ask do you need to go potty and something I also like to do is say oh I noticed that your your body is really bouncy right now well how are you feeling What what do you think your feeling is and giving them a chance to kind of play with it and seeing what it might be sometimes they don't have an answer and sometimes the answer is I gotta be I'm like okay oh, let's go perfect your body was telling you what you needed and we are happy to help with that um and I think one of the things that makes that tricky
0: is there's
1: this um how to phrase it uh I mean it, it goes back to the belief that I think Some people hold that children are just doing things for attention um, and that's bad, even though when children are doing things for attention, the answer is great. Now we need to give them attention. So this, um, you know, like if someone says, I'm not hungry right now, I don't want to come eat snack. And then we take them at their word and then they say, wait, wait, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. As soon as we're cleaning up. If we do the thing where it's the eye rolling and it's the, oh, now you want to come eat? Well, now I have to get it all back out. If we make that feel like a chore and make it feel like the child has done something wrong for suddenly having this realization in their life, are they going to trust themselves as much in the future with their feelings? Because they probably weren't hungry at the moment you asked them. Or, yeah, they were hungry, but they were way more invested in what was going on with the blocks that they were building with. And so they could not yet decide what the winning feeling was in terms of hungry or need to finish this thing I'm working on. And they are at the point where, okay, I mean, time is an illusion and doesn't matter. So when she says she's going to clean it up, eh, maybe she'll do that. But even if she does, I'll ask her later. That's fine. Or she won't actually clean it up because, again, time has no meaning and I'm going to stay here and do the thing I need to do. So, I think, or, it, it, yeah,
0: or, or or um they're they're fucking with you, and they're hungry, yeah. and they're trying to exert some power over their lives,
1: which is also because,
0: because that, that happens too. um, yeah, because that's a people thing. That's what people do,
1: yeah. And I think like there are absolutely moments we have to set boundaries, right? Like maybe it's a transition time, or maybe, you know, if you eat in a different room at your program and the schedules really strict, like, hey, we cannot keep serving snack right now because the snack cart is leaving. Here's, I can grab some for you. You can come to this other table and eat, but something else is going to happen over here. Like, there are ways to work around when children are exerting that power that don't, like, tell them to their face you're a bad person. Because, no, they're not. They're free and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like, Mm -hmm. do do I take people at their word when they tell me they're going to clean up? Because sometimes... When mom tells me I have to clean this up right now and I don't, she lets me keep doing things. So yeah. is that going to fly here? Let's find out.
0: So I I, I I, think all of this gets glossed over as busy work
1: mm-hmm. a lot
0: of times because there's a rush to get to to the important parts of the day. And mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before. We t- when we were talking about diaper changing not too long mm-hmm. ago. This is this is one of those one of those mundane things that we just got to we got to get through. But all of the stuff you've been talking about is is school readiness activities because right. um, kids need to have a fully integrated and well understood introceptive system if they're going to grow off to school and be successful. You you need to be able to tell what those different belly button feelings are. You need to know when you need to poop and when you're feeling anxious. Uh, you're going to be a much more, not only more successful kindergartner, but human being if you don't have to stop and spend a lot of time thinking about, um, do, I, do I need to poop or <laughs> did somebody hurt my feelings? Um, or, that, is both, <laughs> or is
1: it both, man?
0: Or is it both? Which... It can be very uncomfortable.
1: And sometimes, you know,
0: I can't imagine having my my feelings hurt to the extent that I've got to poop. Oh, um, so that would have...
1: be my God, what a life!
0: Um, well, well yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, the treehouse would have a have functioning plumbing as well, too. Oh, um, yeah. So, what else do we need to know about this? It, we we can't. It it's it it's a lot more about relationships than people often think it is as well, right?
1: Oh no, it comes back to relationships again.
0: Yet again.
1: Like she's a one-hit wonder and she keeps coming back to like the same three topics. Unfortunately, yeah. It, it, it's about relationship building. It's about caregiving routines. It's about valuing that routine as something that is so vital to their health and well-being that we devote not only the time to it in our day, but we devote the mental energy to it. We devote the resources to it in the way that our room is structured, in the way that our schedule is structured, that we're thinking about, there are gonna be some kids that are hungry right now and so-and-so is gonna tell me he's not hungry and he's gonna be hungry. I'm gonna save some of these graham crackers and some of this fruit. And if he doesn't eat it, I'll eat it. You know, it's, it's being two steps ahead and anticipating the needs of that child because you've gotten to know them and you, you know, I like to use the phrase "you're delighting in their behaviors," which is uh, sort of like that mindset shift I talked about. Even sure, you, you know, I I find the idea of children, tiny tiny three year olds, rebelling against my timetable delightful. <laughs> that is just lovely. I love that you're trying this. This is so fun it's, for us.
0: And 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 look, delightful doesn't always mean enjoyable.
1: No. I can delight in things like this and also be like, this is a lot of work and I'm, I am a bicycle too tired. See, <laughs> you now you get the joke. Uh, <laughs> I can also, you know, rely on my colleagues and say, hey, <clears throat> so-and-so has a wet diaper and they don't want to come in the bathroom to get it changed. And I've been working with them for 20 minutes Can you tap in here and see, like, you got anything that's going to help them come on inside? Do they want to be with you instead of me? Do they want, uh, do they need you to read one more story and then come in? Maybe your relationship is in a better place today. Maybe mine isn't. And that's totally cool. How can we lean on each other to answer this child's needs in a way that lets them know, yeah, it does suck to have to get your diaper changed. It's a bummer, man, that we got to stop what we're doing, go in here, go through all this stuff, wash our hands with soap, and then go back. Boy.
0: So, how, uh, what, is there ever a time where you gotta, you gotta, as an adult, say, okay, no more fucking around. We gotta, we gotta finish up snack time or we gotta change that diaper? Um, and yes, then, I mean, and then absolutely.
1: But I think that time is a lot fewer and further between than the dominant culture tells us it is. I think there's a there's a lot more availability there to let it wiggle a little bit and see what's happening. Obviously, if a child is hurting themselves, in danger of hurting themselves, in danger of hurting others through something that is happening, like, absolutely, you know, that is a hard boundary. No, we keep you safe. If it is, again, like with this this guy who his diaper was wet didn't want to come and change because he loves to read these books does not want to leave wants to keep reading knows that the books aren't supposed to go into the bathroom at that point I'm like I'm not gonna pick you up and carry you into the bathroom right now because I think we're at a moment where we can talk it out somewhat where we can find a way through it and that that's kind of a judgment call, right, based on our relationship, based on the relationship this child has to the classroom, has to me, has to the other teachers. Um, I don't think it's all, I don't think it's like a prescribed set of rules. I don't think it's super clear cut apart from, you know, potential safety issues. I think it's the kind of thing you feel out and you find what your comfort threshold is. And mm-hmm. when... When you find yourself at a point where you're like, no, you need to put your coat on right now. And you're able to ask yourself, okay, what was it that was going on? Was there a breakdown in the system? Like the, the schedule, the way we go about doing this? Was there a breakdown in the transition? Was there a breakdown in the communication? What needs to then again, be scaffolded and supported to be done successfully? I think that's, if you have the ability to do that, which most people do it's just like a practiced skill that often can be really like it can be uncomfortable to do the first Mm -hmm. few times but the more we do it the more we can do it often I think at that point then you start to realize when things are truly urgent and you know a crisis and when things are like kind of annoying but it's not gonna completely devastate my day
0: Maybe programs that are that are trying to make these activities more more relationship and child focused need to to post um put up posters of of Maslow's um, hierarchy in their uh, above their changing stations and and in the in the snack mm-hmm. area because because really, this is all about helping kids manage. That uh, that lower level Maslow stuff, whether it's eating yeah. or bathrooming or sleeping or whatever it is, and and so maybe some sort of visual reminder like that would be would be helpful. Um,
1: yeah, I think I I actually think that's that's a delightful idea. And if if you are listening to this and you think that's a delightful idea, go print it, go do it, take action.
0: Or maybe those new Apple VR goggly things. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Maybe, I'm, maybe when I'm staring at my children with my mask on, I just see Basil's hierarchy. Yeah, I just tape it to my glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could just make take it real small and tape it to your glasses, and yeah. and then you could tell everybody those are your AI, AI uh, virtual glasses. VR glasses. They're yeah.
1: recording you right now. Um,
0: yeah, because my my husband's a spy. Um, <laughs> that'd be that yep. be awesome. Um, so, what else? What else do we need to know about this?
1: I, I think a lot of it goes back to our own understandings of of what is truly urgent, what is truly necessary to happen at specific points, sure. and what is not. The difference for a child to eat snack right now versus eat snack in 10 minutes might create some frustration for us if we you know had a project we wanted to get out on the table that we also eat snack on for the rest of the students uh-huh. but in the grand scheme of things it's probably gonna be fine it's, yeah. it's probably okay that we have a little wig room that so-and-so is over at the water table for a while filling and dumping and filling and dumping and then all of a sudden it's like all right now I'm done now I am very hungry also and I would like yeah. my graham
0: cracker. Yeah, and and this is why I mean some not enough programs um, that do kind of free range big blocks of time for snacking where yeah. where kids can walk over and graze and and programs do this. Uh, I, it's it's hard for some people to get their heads around, but programs do this successfully with even toddlers. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so that gives anything you can do to give kids more power and control over, over all those, all those situations, whether it's when they eat snack or, or how they go down for their nap is it, it kind of reduces the amount of pushback you get from them because they're getting the power and control and, um, agency that they, that they kind of as humans crave. Um, so they don't, they don't have to rebel against you as much because they, they get to be powerful. Um, but it, it, it's all about, i mean making it work is about setting up the the environment and and your systems for doing things and the other thing is it's it's never been there's never been a better time in human history to let a a child walk around with a a wet diaper because of the amazing diaper technology we have nowadays i mean Truly. you can you can be very it's wet and not not really be that wet so if you don't get changed in in the batting order because a lot of programs will have they've got a batting yep. order, order for diaper changes that uh okay yep. we're doing this alphabetically or however mm-hmm. it's done and first and, it's
1: you then it's you yeah
0: yeah letting letting that kid who's not quite ready be the last one that's yeah that's probably probably okay they're probably not gonna break out in any any horrible I mean, rash
1: in our room um but like a lot of toddler and older toddler classrooms, like it's it, the majority of our schedule is based around like where there is a toileting break, right? Like we come in from outside and then we toilet and then we eat and then we toilet and then we nap and then we toilet. Then we then we toilet. Like you know, which it's is my very it's my difficult. schedule too. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> I stay hydrated. Um, and I a couple months ago, um, I implemented just. There's just a large board right outside of the bathroom, which is in our room, but sort of separate, that has everyone's picture on it. And if after, you know, at the certain toilet time, they've used the toilet, I just move the picture inside to the bathroom. So it's no longer present there. So they can see, oh, some other people have gone potty. Nobody else has gone potty. I want to go potty with this other person. It's like, okay, yeah, invite them. See if they want to go now, too um and that's it's been really helpful for them to be able to see that like oh potty time is happening because the the people are going like they're getting fewer and fewer people on this board so that means people are in the bathroom right now um and it's also just given me a lot of freedom like I will just hold up somebody's picture and say hey you ready to get your diaper changed a lot of times no one more minute like great do you want a timer or do you just want me to come find you in one minute and they usually tell like they'll give me either option pretty it's pretty evenly split. Uh, a lot of them love a timer. Sure. So that, like I set, I set a little timer, and the timer goes off, and they they shuffle right in. They're like my timer, I'm like great. Some of them uh, also love it. They'll be like, I need more time. I'm like, okay, you want one minute? I'm like, yeah, tell me when one minute. I'm like, okay, and then three seconds later, they come in. Like my minutes all done. I'm like, sure. sure. That's mm-hmm. Me too. Um,
0: and again, that's that power and control we like.
1: They have, they have. It's very, very rarely that it's someone like. Someone asks for a timer and the timer goes off and they don't come in. And when they do, it's almost always because they found something really, really engaging. Like they're reading, like it's, you know, it's book time. So they're reading a book with someone else. I'm like, well, I'm not going to take you away from that. I'll let you, when the book is done, I'll come and get you. I'll find like a logical point where I can say, hey, we still needed to try the potty before you lay down. Did you want to come in with me? Did you want to come in with someone else? And it, it has not made potty time any longer. It is exactly the same length of time it was when teachers were fighting with children in the room to cut. No, come into the potty. It's your turn. Do you need help? I'll help your body and pick you up. It's the same amount of time, and it's just it's now uh, so much more chill and joyful.
0: What? I, what? What? What are what? What are these timer? What kind of what? T- I I want to know more. Oh, you the know, technology. do you know
1: visual timers?
0: Well, huh? What?
1: I use visual timers, so it's like it looks um, almost like a watch, but okay. as you wind it over to like let's say you're winding it over to five minutes there'll be like a Uh little piece that comes out that covers up five to zero so you can see that piece get smaller and smaller and smaller okay and then it goes up and so they're usually up to an hour so you could wind it for a whole hour and you can watch the whole hour go down Um, so how many of these do you have we have two right now we have a really big one uh-huh. Uh, and then we have one that's much smaller, and that one is typically the one that we use for potties and things like that. Okay. We're like, Oh, let's set the timer.
0: Okay, I got technology. You got to go out and get. I'm sure. I mean, you can find room for it in the budget. You know those things they use at at restaurants when you're waiting for your table. The hostess. Oh my god! Yes. Fitting? I've you thought need, about it. You need a set of those, and then the kids love buzzers. In. for the kids. <laughs> oh, oh, my tables right. Oh no, I mean, hey, I think to get my diaper changed. ready.
1: Your potty's ready. Come on in. That Party would be one. great
0: because you can put, you'd be able to put your own, uh, your own, you know, they have, they have like their, their, um, their they, they, a lot of, they put ads on them. They oh, put yeah. like their, their drink specials or, or, uh, there are the app special that they had that week yeah. going on. You'd be able to customize them for, for pottying or snacking or whatever oh, it is. I think that'd it would be, so, oh
1: my gosh that'd be so it funny. would be,
0: it would be great. Your, your, your potty hostess will seat you now. Um, <laughs> come,
1: come to the throne.
0: Potty hostess, that's my job.
1: Sounds like you're trying to say party hostess with a Boston accent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> potty hostess. <laughs> All right, uh, listeners. Uh, okay, Can that so be for my kids, Potty hostess. Um, so for for kids though, this need, somebody needs to redesign those things just for kids. It needs to be right. a little bit smaller to fit into kid sized pockets.
1: I'm also picturing a wearable like like on a sure. wrist or something so that you can play freely without having to worry about is it in my pockets
0: yeah yeah or maybe just something that could uh, clip onto a belt loop oh, or yeah, something just
1: clip kind of like um like uh alarm clocks that are used a lot in the deaf community which is yeah. it's like a vi- it's a vibration yeah
0: or or a necklace that becomes some sort of flavor flame thing Ooh, That's um, fun. Uh, and? I, yeah yeah oh yeah that Cat. would be that would be good. So listeners, anybody wants to uh, build this new technology, I'm just asking for my regular, my regular, my uh, regular, you know, I'll take five, five and a half percent on this one. Um, you go ahead and run with it. Any other thoughts before we wrap this one up, Sam?
1: I think a lot of it just comes down to uh, the adult letting go of control, which is that other second thing I taught. It's like relationships and control are the two, Sam's two big yeah. topics. Yeah. Um, a lot of it comes down to us letting, letting go of control and it's very terrifying a lot of the time, but typically I found when I've done it, things have gone quite well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you've you've been thoughtful about it it and, and put into some, put it, put some systems in place to, to help, help manage that control you're, you're giving up to help the kids manage it. Um, things get a lot easier. Hey listeners, you can join me for happy hour, fourth Tuesday of the month, 7 30 p.m. Central Time. There's a a registration link in the show notes. It's a quick Zoom registration, just so I know if uh, if, if who who what is coming. You can throw me topics, whatever. Uh it's a good times you want to talk about uh uh my my dream tree house or your dream tree house or
1: tree uh, Tree uh,
0: you know other early childhood related things um
1: tree houses mostly anything
0: you want to plug sam anything going on
1: anything i want to plug uh i've done it before but i would like to plug your local library they're there
0: for you i've been thinking about going to my local library I, i go by my local library but i can't think of a reason i would want to go inside they did have um Introduction to they they I see in the, the local little paper every once in a while they have some some classes going to the library. They had an there introduction introduction to using email. Uh yes class go to that. On. So I thought about checking that out, but then opted not to. Um uh,
1: I think you're missing out on a party.
0: I, I mean I show up with my flask and uh, <laughs> but
1: that's
0: okay and, where you, live, right? Well, no, yeah, yeah, you take my I think I could No, I I think I can legitimately take my flask to the library if I wanted to. I think um, as long as I'm not uh, sloppy drunk at the library with my flask, I don't think it would be a problem. If Um, I'm
1: lightly buzzed in my how to use email class, then I think it's
0: better for everyone. Speaking of slightly buzzed, this weekend we're we're going to two Mardi Gras parades. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. Last year, I went to my first Mardi Gras parade down here and forgot my flask, and that shan't happen again. Um, problem is, it's got tequila in it right now, and I think uh, I think rum is my my flask choice for for Mardi Gras parade. For Mardi so Gras, yeah. I don't know I if with. I and and the prop. Look, Sam, here's the problem. I, my here's my life problem. is full of so many problems. The because- particular the particular tequila that. Is in. I can't pour it back in the bottle because that bottle got emptied, and uh-huh. and now the the shelf tequila is a different tequila. So I don't know if I'd have to pour. I don't know where to pour it if All I right, put it out so of the flask. All right. So here's what
1: you're gonna do. Here's okay. what you're gonna do. You're gonna find a different empty jar, and pour it in there. Like maybe mm-hmm. a, an empty. Um, I don't know. Uh, where where did you put the the squirrel that you used to have in a jar? Just use that one. The squirrel is still uh-huh. the squirrel is still okay, in the well jar. Okay. Okay, so you take the squirrel, you put the squirrel in a bowl. You clean mm-hmm. the jar, you put tequila in the jar. Squirrel in bowl. Drink, then move the flat, the rum over to the flask. Now the rum bottle is empty. Put the mm-hmm. squirrel in the rum bottle. So now you have a rum squirrel.
0: It, that would be great, but the opening to the average rum bottle is a ah, little bit smaller a than a squirrel. Now, I... I could I could stuff a squirrel that has been pickled in vodka for twelve plus years now. I could stuff that into a rum bottle, but it would be it would be messy.
1: Abhorrent.
0: It would be, and the smell this uh, this uh, um, we would have to invent <laughs> so, smell. All right.
1: Television? No, we would not. We'd specifically not have to invent that for this reason. All right, so then I feel like the only other option is you have to take the whole bottle of rum with you. Don't
0: I the think rules. I think I will store the little bit of tequila that's still in the flask in
1: a water bottle
0: in my liver. Mm. And then there you go. Now we're thinking. And then I can rinse out the flask and fill it with with rum. Sure, 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 sure,
1: sure. Sure. sure, so or I, I mean, I've got it's Tuesday
0: <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, it's two Only Wednesday, enough. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I got four and a half, five days. I think oh, I can. Yeah. I think I can empty that flask. That's um, right. listeners, I just this last you. five minutes of the podcast, you probably don't give a flying fuck about. Here? But um, if you listen to it and you have have thoughts on rum or tequila or flasks or Mardi Gras, let is
1: me know. For I'm gonna come- you.
0: I'm going to come home with so many more beads. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And then I'm going to make the dogs wear them around. Uh, Slinky doesn't like it. Gigi feels pretty when she gets to wear beads. It's delightful. Um, This here has been the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast that talks about early learning sometimes. Sometimes Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Sometimes it's beads. Um, Beads. So many beads.